This is John Gescheitmeyer of Wisconsin Real Estate Today, your real estate expert. This podcast is designed to equipping people with the teaching and tools they need to succeed in real estate. I hope you enjoy this episode and subscribe for more real estate content. Hey there, everybody. John here with, uh, boy, it's been a while for our podcast. So hopefully you've been doing well and enjoying what was, I think, summer here in Wisconsin. If you're joining us from anywhere else, hopefully you had a great summer. But we are in quarter four now, and that means October, November, and December, um, which typically for a lot of people is a little bit less busy in the real estate world, but for good agents and like as all, like I've always said, for anybody who is selling real estate, now is still a great time. What I wanted to do today, though, is I wanted to get into statistics a little bit more, because you know it's been a little bit of a of a while when we've since we've done this, but boy, there's just so much going on in the market, and it just continues to amaze me. So in front of me, I have the Wisconsin Realtor Association statistics from September 2021. Um, compared to 2020, September of 2020. We will not have the quarter three statistics for a little while yet, but we'll certainly get those out to you. So let's talk about the state. What's going on in the state of Wisconsin? Then we're going to get to Metro Milwaukee because I think most of our listeners uh, generally are in the Metro Milwaukee area. But let's talk about that for a second. So September existing home sales actually fell 8.6% relative to 12 months earlier. So September 2021 sales were down 8.6% compared to last year. The statewide medium home price increase, though, is going up 6.6%. The state average price is 245000 Now that's compared to you know last year. So in other words, last year we were 6.6% less than 245000 so this is the third straight month in which home sales fell relative to their levels a year ago. But, um, well, and of course, that pushed the third quarter stats down a little bit, right? Eight, about 8%. But again, prices keep going up. So the pace at which the median prices have been rising on an annual basis has been below 7% for each of the last two months, which is well below the double-digit pace that we had. So what does that mean if you're a seller? Well, I always tell people that what happens in the northwest part of the state is different than the northeast, than the southwest, than the central, than the southeast. So everything is so different. So you need to have uh, certainly a qualified expert in the real estate world you know, guide you in what you want to do. It's important to, to establish a relationship with an expert, right? We know that mortgage rates remain... Very, very low. I mean, historically low. Anybody who listens to the show that's um, you know over 40 years old can remember some, some high rates. I don't remember the rates in the 70s and 80s, like I've heard stories about, double-digit rates. But rates have remained under 3% for the fifth straight month. The 30-year rate fixed-rate mortgage was actually unchanged at 2.9 in September of 2021 compared to 2.89 in September of 2020. 
Um, Wisconsin's housing affordability fell 5% over the last five months, but it remained relatively stable all year. So what does that mean? That means that a qualified buyer with a median family income with about a 20% down payment, um, trying to obtain a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, right? Usually a conventional mortgage, um, and financing the other 80% has been able to purchase between 181% and 227% of the median price home over the last nine months. So the, the, the housing affordability means that most people can still find a home. Now you might think, well, yeah, I, John, I get that. Interest rates have remained the same, but house prices keep going up. And, and that's really one of the things that is causing some concerns for buyers. So as we enter quarter four, you tell me, what do you think? You think this is going to continue? Do you think it's not? I, I think these trends are going to continue. But Goldman Sachs just came out with a national report not too long ago that predicted home sales, uh, not by volume, but by appreciation would go up, I believe it was like 16% last uh, next year. I mean, that's insane to me. But let's dive into Metro Milwaukee. So what happens here? Well, some quick facts. The, the, well, maybe I should ask you to guess. So while you're listening to this podcast, you might be driving, you might be at work, you might be at home doing some stuff around the house, getting ready to prepare for selling, um, or just thinking about buying, right? Thinking about what that perfect home is. What do you think the strongest sales in the metro Milwaukee area were price point wise? And I'll just say, you know, let's say it's under 150, under 100, uh, up to about 300, and then 500 to about 700, 750, and then above. Uh, believe it or not, there was a 62.2% increase for the strongest sales uh, range of 500 to $700,000. Um, the property type with the strongest sales for property type was actually townhouse and condos. You've seen our world, we, we kind of lump townhouses and, and condos, condos together, but mainly you're talking about condos there. What about the average sales price by property type? I find this very interesting. Now, again, this is Metro Milwaukee. We are talking, we are talking about the city of Milwaukee, cities of Racine, Kenosha, Waukesha, Mequon, I mean, they're all kind of melded together, right? Well, last year, and, and as I'm looking at this, every single one of these categories by not only sales price, uh, median sales price by property type, but average sales price by property type, all of them were up. Uh, because again, you know, those numbers are, are different. So when we look at single family, which is the majority of our sales, um, when we compare September of 2020 to 2021 September numbers, we showed an average sales price that was up 7.3% with a median sales price of 9.6%. So, but that's not even the big one. The big one is in the townhouse condo range. So if you look at the median sales price last year at this time, it was 195000 Now it's two hundred and thirty. That's, that's almost 18%. It's just shy of 18%. That's huge. That's a huge comparison when you look at what's happened. Now, so if you're looking downsizing from a home to a condo, your money that you're taking out of your home is not going to go as far as it used to. doesn't mean it's not a, a good time to buy by any means. 
So let's look at the close sales September of 2021, right? And then we'll compare it to 2020 um, in the price points, right? So under $100,000, there was a 22% decrease in sales. Difficult to find homes that are 100000 especially in school areas that are desirable. And what I mean by that is oftentimes amenities, the home itself, and a school district pushes prices up uh, a lot of times, sometimes artificially, in my opinion. But nonetheless, it, we're, again, we're talking about affordability here. You can still find homes. I mean, there are 104 homes sold that were under 100000 So th there's something out there for just about every buyer. In the 100 to 200 range, there were 31% less homes sold. In the three hundred to five hundred thousand dollar range, an increase of a little over eight percent. That was your biggest range, by the way. That was the most amount of sales, the three hundred to five hundred thousand. But here's what surprises me, and it still surprises me. When you look at the the luxury market, which to me is you know over five hundred, and at Remax we 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 call it six hundred thousand and up, and some change. But when you look at the five hundred to seven hundred. I mentioned this before, 17.6% increase from year over year. In the 700,000 to a million range, 19.2% increase. That's amazing to me. In the one to $3 million range, actually 20% less sales. So, you know, not surprisingly, we've got some money in our, in our economy. We, we've got some money that we're sitting on and we have a lot of equity that we can transfer in to the next place. Now, some people are retiring, some people are downsizing, some people are upsizing. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, when we look at pending sales, the ones that are still about to sell, uh, and these will close in October, we'll see those numbers at the end of this month, in that five hundred to $700,000 range, the pending sales were up 62.2%. 62%. Um, I mean, that is amazing to me. Days on the market, not surprisingly, those are down tremendously, including in the 700 to a million dollar range. Days on the market averaged 19 days in September of 2021. So, what does all this stuff tell us? It tells us, folks, that the market is still hot. If you are looking to sell, it is still a really good time. So let's look at what people are getting when we compare the list price to the actual sold price. So in other words, what percentage of sold are these people getting? I find this very, very interesting. Now, the little caveat I have to throw in there, and it's kind of a little asterisk, is that if you have an inex inexperienced agent and they price the property too high, that's going to affect the numbers. Right. If there's a property that's that really should be one hundred and seventy five thousand, but we list it at one eighty nine nine or one ninety nine nine or two hundred and it doesn't sell for that, it actually sells for less. That decrease is going to be percentage wise a lot, a lot higher. Right. So when we look at what's happening in the price points, the things that stick out to me is, again, the higher price points, the five hundred to seven hundred thousand dollar range people are getting 3% more in that range than they were last year. So when we look at that amount year over year, it's 101.6% of list. In other words, people are selling for 1.6 more than list in the 300 to 500 range. 
and 1.3% more in the five to seven. The 700, the million, the three million, the million plus, the zero to 100K, those are all actually less. So what are we seeing? We're seeing less demand in those price points. Now that's for all properties, right? So a good agent understands the market around them. And this is why folks, and I, I know there's part-time agents that listen to the show, but if you're gonna hire somebody, you gotta hire a full-timer. You gotta hire somebody who really knows their stuff. And I'm not saying that, that somebody who does this part-time can't be successful. That's not at all what I'm implying. But my firm, we only hire full-time agents because I want these people to be immersed into their culture, into their world, into their reality, right? Um, that's what it's all about. Last thing I wanna cover is the month supply of inventory. And, and I love this stat because it really tells you how long it should take for a buyer to find what they're looking for. Now, some people find what they want immediately and they buy it and they, they fall in love with it. Uh, other people are a little pickier, right? So when we look at the availability of homes compared to, you know, this year compared to last year, uh, well, let's just, compare, let's just look at what we've got in September. In September, the price point that had the least amount of homes was between 200 and 500,000. So the 300 to $500,000 range, there was 1.7 months of inventory available. Now, what does that mean? That means that if every buyer found the home that they were looking for, in theory, they should be able to find it in 1.7 months. Now, if we have a completely balanced market, six months is balanced. We haven't seen six months in any way, shape, or form for many years. I know when I started in real estate, that's how it was. I started in 2011. So 10, 11, or you know, 11, 10, 9, 8 years ago, whatever it was, um, it, it was more buyers in charge. You know, you probably only sold about 70 to 80% of the homes that you had listed, and others expired, others changed realtors, and eventually they sold after reducing the price significantly. The price point that has increased more than anything as far as you know the inventory itself is between one dollar, not that anybody would be selling too many homes for a dollar, but let's just say under 200k. That's the one with most availability. Now percentage wise, um, when we're talking 700,000 and up, especially in the one million to three million dollar range, which is a 4.7, that's almost a perfectly balanced market, and it's much more balanced than we've seen in a long, long time. All right, you're probably bored with statistics, so what does this all mean? Let's, let's break it down for you. If you're a buyer, it's a good time to buy a home. Now, it depends on where you're looking. It depends on the price point that you're, search, that you're searching in, but it is still a good time to buy a home. If you are a seller, it is still a very good time to sell the home. I don't believe, well, let me actually, before I move on from that, as a seller, I, I don't think we're going to see over the next few months those really big gains and, you know, 27 offers on homes. We'll, we'll certainly see, a, a, in, in my opinion, we'll certainly see a, a, a plethora of activity. We'll certainly see uh, a return to multiple offers uh, come spring. But I just don't think you're going to see that right now. And that's okay your values aren't going to be less. 
It just means you're not going to have a whole bunch of people going crazy over your house. But that doesn't mean you can't get what you what you want. There's also some things that are going to really kind of emerge. Limited service providers, uh, flat fee providers, they are going to have a tougher time when the market shifts. Why? Because they don't offer tools that are above and beyond MLS. Now, my definition of full service is completely different than those guys' definition of full service. And I've been challenged by a few of those companies, and I'll stand by the fact that I don't believe that they are full service. And the reason why I don't believe that they're full service is because I lived it. I worked for a limited service provider company. That company still exists. They have not changed hardly anything in their business model. They charge less, you get less. It's just how it is in a free economy. The lights, expenses, gas, utilities, fees, um, you know, MLS, all that stuff stays the same. The job that an agent has to do is the same unless they cut services. And then where they really cut is marketing. So going from a, a company like that to a full service, very well known, the best known brand in the world in real estate at Remax, I know that there's a difference in services. And I think that's going to be really important, especially with less competition. So keep that in mind. The last thing is if you are a buyer, a, the, it, it is a great time to buy a house. But you got to understand that you're not going to have any have as many until spring. Right? So the homes that do hit the market might not be perfect. You, you probably, and the good homes that are decently priced in good areas, um, and again, by good, we're talking about areas that appreciate regularly, areas that have very high-rated schools, areas that are close to parks and amenities and shopping. You know, th those are the things that people want. Uh, lower taxes, you know, that, that would constitute an, a good area too. Um, so point is that when it's all said and done, the buyers might not have as much competition, but they certainly are going to have to go in strong unless for some reason you find an anomaly, an anomaly, I should say, in a home that just isn't moving or it's been out there for a while. All right, so that is my market update quarter three stuff will come a little bit down the road. We're going to get really back into this podcast. There'll be a lot of episodes coming. You have no idea all the topics that are coming, um, but it's going to be really awesome. Hey, my name is John Gescheidmeyer. I am the host of Wisconsin Real Estate Today, and it's the active, most only active podcast in Wisconsin that I know specific to real estate in Wisconsin and abroad. Take care, everybody. Thanks for joining. Until next time, we'll see you later. This episode of Wisconsin Real Estate Today has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and let others know if you found this content useful. Until next time, make today your best day.